Chancers. As always, it is my pleasure that you join me for today's podcast of Second Chance Coaching. My name is Dr. Richard Lewis. If you'd be so kind as to leave me a five-star rating and your feedback, I would very much appreciate it as it will help dynamic people such as yourself optimally discover this podcast wherever they listen to this and they can add it to their library of favorite podcasts. As you know, at Second Chance Coaching, we focus on seeing everyday life through the eyes of the returning citizen and highlighting the resiliency of the human spirit. I'd love to work with you one-on-one, whether you're a returning citizen or coaching a client seeking their second chance, or you're a representative of a business, college, or university that are seeking to integrate and support your respective returning citizens in your organizational and learning environments. If you fall into any of these categories, please feel free to contact me via email at richard at secondchancecoaching.com or via Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. It is so good to join you for another edition today of Second Chance Coaching. As always, I'd like to welcome our returning listeners because without you, we cannot continue to grow and make that difference in people's lives. I'd also love to welcome all of our new listeners across the United States and around the world. We now have listeners from the country of Malaysia, and I'd like to extend our warmest welcome to the Second Chance Coaching family. In the last two weeks, I've been spending a high level of quality time with my sister, my niece, and of course our family dog, Fiona. They all live in North Carolina, and since I'm working on a remote basis at the college, I figured this would be a great opportunity to spend some time with them, as I haven't seen my sister in 10 months, and I haven't seen my niece and Fiona in about 16 months. Now you know, when you've been out of town and you don't have all your creature comforts around you and you come back, It takes a little time to adjust, which is why we're one day late this week with the podcast. So please definitely accept my apologies. Now, during my time at North Carolina, every evening and on the weekends, because, you know, they they still had to work as well. But every weekend, every evening and on the weekends, we did a lot of simple activities like cooking together, eating out, doing laundry, just spending time together, just doing a lot of normal stuff and spending that quality time. I love them all so very much, and I already missed them. The minute I was getting going to the airport, I already started missing them. And I certainly promise it won't be another 16 months until we see each other again. During the course of those everyday activities, my sister and I, you know, we just talked and talked and had so many discussions and so many memories, good, bad, ugly, and indifferent. We laughed at some stories. We cried at some other stories. And we took and. Through the laughter and the crying, we took stock of the lessons that we learned across the board. Now, one of the interesting stories we talked about with each other was how we've been, quote unquote, done dirty by people in our past. Now, being done dirty is when someone, you know, commits an injustice against you or they wrong you in some sort of way. So we talked about how we've been done dirty by people in our past, whether we were talking about stories from our childhood all the way through the present day. Now. All of us have been in this situation where we've been done dirty by someone. These situations can range from a little bit of dirt to just a lot of low-down, filthy dirt. But no matter what the degree, my sister and I both agreed that in, in thinking about those stories that we lean on our mother's wisdom, which was essential. And that was really remembering that bad behavior, bad actors, or bad actions executed against you. It's really about the person that's doing it against you. It's about their behavior. It's not about you. And I I want to share some of the stories that I shared with my sister about being done dirty, share that with you guys this week, and some of the lessons that you take away as to how to deal with being done dirty. Now, she shared some of her stories as well, but those are her stories to tell. 
maybe I could convince her to get on the podcast one day and she could share some of her stories. Now, in sharing some of the stories in which I shared with her, I'll, I'll, briefly, I'll briefly share one of the first stories I'll share is from my criminal justice journey. And certainly it's my intention to share this in more detail in my writing project that I'm working on, but, I won't, but I'll give you a, a little bit, you know, some of the cliff notes of it. And my sole criminal conviction resulted from a financial dispute between myself and my place of employment at the time over 20 years ago. Now, one of the coworkers that I worked with over there was an old college classmate from undergrad. And his father was the president of the organization at the time. When the parent organization placed the organization I worked for into receivership, there was a lot of unknowns that were going on and there was a lot of water cooler talk and information being bantied around and leaked about inappropriate financial practices and criminal charges possibly coming down the pike. Now, I didn't think much of it as I was not aware of anything on my end that would have been considered criminal activity. Now, when the parent organization did their downsizing and separations of employment and reorganizing and things of that nature, and I was part of that reorganizing effort um, as far as being let go, I was made aware at the time that my approved credit card expenses by my former boss was viewed as improper and possibly criminal. It was a little bit of a shock to me. I was like, okay, well, how could we handle it? And how could we sit there and, you know, maybe if there has to be a repayment or, you know, we could examine it some more. But it didn't seem like that was the position at the time. It was like, nope, this is criminal and this is what we're going to do. So one year later, I was subsequently indicted as well as some of my former coworkers. And I remember just being so baffled about the situation at hand. And I even had conversations with my, with my, former, with my former friend about the situation. And in his conversations, he was claiming to me that he had no knowledge of what was going on. And even up until the point that I decided to go to trial and I was told that he was going to testify against me, he even sitting in my mother's house denied that he was prepared to testify against me, even when I directly asked him. Now, at the trial, he did, he did testify against me, and after taking a plea deal, he, well, he testified against me as part of his plea deal. And then um, at that point, during his testimony, he just claimed he didn't know what I was or was not aware of during my time of employment there, and then I was subsequently convicted. Now, as I indicated, it's been more than 20 years since that's happened, and that incident really marked the end of our friendship. We might have had one conversation uh, in, in that 20 years, and obviously the conversation didn't go well on my end. I didn't feel that it was a proper way of closure because he didn't accept responsibility for what he did to me, and I just let it ride. I said, okay, I'm not, I, don't, I just don't want to be bothered anymore. Our friendship is over. Now, subsequently, over the years, I have forgiven him, I never told him that I forgive, forgave him, so if he's listening to the podcast, he probably knows that now. But I forgave him not because of what he did was okay, but I felt that the pain of the journey that I was going on was really not mine to carry. I wanted to know that if I wanted my reentry journey, my, my second act or whatever I wanted to go through in life, in order for that to be optimal, I had to let that pain go so I could be free. Now, not free from incarceration, but free, but to free my spirit. Now, I, I've done that forgiveness and I was able to definitely free my spirit. It is always still a process and it'll be a process for you guys as well, but it's not something that's not impossible. Now, pivoting to in management roles, I've certainly had the experience of managing numerous teams, numerous organizational teams in my, in my professional career. 
and and I have ran into people that have worked for me and worked with me that have been so cantankerous and so rebellious that they even went as far as to put my very employment in jeopardy. And my shock was not so much that some employees like to like to be rebellious without any type of cause or be rebellious for the sake of being rebellious. But when you look to the people that you work for, the leadership that you're looking for support, when you look to them for support and they don't have your back, then that's surprising. Now, to this day, I still work alongside some of those people who wanted to have me for lunch. But I still maintain my professionalism because, once again, I think about what mom said. It's about them. It's not about me. Because when people see your work and they see your characteristics, it shines through. It really does shine through. Now, another story, when I started getting into the coaching consulting space, you run into numerous business offers on LinkedIn and Instagram. People want to collaborate with you. So it's nonstop. Sometimes it almost feels like you're getting nonstop spammed. And then I remember in the beginning of this um, journey, I was approached by a childhood friend who, who was seeking investors in a business venture of, of theirs. Now, he asked for X amount of money to borrow, I won't say the amount, with a promise of repaying it double in one year from the execution of the contract. Now, I was not comfortable with the quoted amount, and I agreed to maybe half of what, I agreed to lend half of what he was initially seeking. And we had a notarized, executed, solid contract. But ultimately, I went into the deal because I placed my trust in him, and I trusted his integrity. The one-year deadline has definitely come and gone, and now we're embarking on two years without not one single dollar of repayment. Even though I see on social media his business is moving along, and despite my repeated discussions with him, all I get are a lot of empty promises and rhetoric. It's unfortunate, but it's an expensive price to pay. But I paid for a permanent disqualification of him from my personal and business circle. I don't sit there and trash him or talk bad about him to anybody. I just said, that's my mistake. I just take it. But it's a price I'll never look to pay ever again. Ever, ever, ever. Now, the next thing is, when you're a leader and a manager, another story is when you're a leader and a manager and you have the ability to hire people, you, in, you really have the power to really help them enable to change their quality of life, even when they have done you dirty. Now, there was a work associate, associate I, I was working with who was also a former student and a person who I thought of as a friend. Now, when myself and this individual got back into contact, they were between jobs and they were close to really dire financial straits. I knew their skill sets and what I thought their personality was, and I hired them for a full-time position, which completely changed their quality of life. I did not believe they owed me anything. I was just doing it because I wanted to pay it forward. I wanted to sit there and, you know, you're just trying to be a good person and help someone out. Because, of course, you know, you know you want that help one day, too. And about six months after they were hired, I provided constructive feedback regarding their job performance issue. And, you know, I had a keep it real conversation as I would with a friend. I felt like I could have a keep it real conversation with them. That discussion, unfortunately, was not very, it was not received very well. And we are now currently not on speaking terms. Being done dirty, we definitely know how it feels. And subjectively, individuals may, may feel that, that, that you did them dirty. She might have felt that, hey, he was doing me dirty because, because the, the feedback was not welcomed. Now, if the friendship is legitimate and strong, 
then misunderstandings can be clarified and no one could feel that, that you have been unjust to them. Now, as a friend, I always try to give my 100% to a situation and I expect the same from anyone that I choose to call a friend. Now, in the last year, the, one of the last stories I'll share, in the last year, I had two blowouts with two friends who live out of state. In both cases, I felt they were coming up short as friends and they were taking me for granted. In both conversations I had with them, it got pretty heated and we both stood our ground. Now, could I have been wrong? Maybe. Do I feel they were wrong? Certainly. Maybe the two of us were having bad days, maybe going through a bad season, who knows? But during the past holiday season, I thought about it and I said, well, let me try to be the bigger person. And I texted both of them separately to express that despite our differences, I still cared very much about them. One friend positively responded. The other has not responded at all, even to this day. Even the friend who did respond, I could tell right now that the friendship is definitely different and is not as strong as it once was, which is unfortunate. Hopefully that we can change that and fix that one day. Now, after exchanging these stories, some of these stories that I've shared with you and exchanging those with my sister, my sister and I looked and said, okay, now we could talk about being done dirty all day long, but what's next? What's on the other side of these stories? Where's the healing journey? Where does that healing take place? And the first thing I told her was, remember what mom said, it's about them, it's not about you. And by the way, tomorrow, Thursday, June 9th would have been mom's 80th birthday. So happy birthday in heaven, mom. We love you, we miss you every day. Number two, it's okay to feel what you feel. Your emotions are real. Identify why do you feel that way? But then when you once you identify those feelings and those emotions, concentrate on what's important. What's important on your reentry journey? What's important on your life journey? Concentrate on those positive outcomes and the health of your spirit. If someone has done you dirty, or, or if you've done someone dirty, seek to try to rectify those wrongs. Apologize where we need to. But even though we may expect apologies, we may not always get them. But we need to be able to forgive to free our spirits and to release people or bad people from our lives. And sometimes we're the ones being released if we've done someone dirty. But we have to accept that and take those lessons and move on. And other times we have to release others. Now, the last thing is you want to also make sure that you're righteously aware. You know, stand firm at where you're right in. When you're right, stand firm in that. When you're wrong, be accountable where you're wrong. Definitely stay humble. Stay on your positive journey. And if you've been done dirty, remember, like I said, apologies may or may not come. Or you have to make the apology if you've done someone dirty. But also know that closure is something that you could control and you can make happen because you could control what happens to you and you could control when you start the constructive and optimal progress of healing and being able to get those things out of your way. And we could certainly work on that together. We could work one-on-one, -on -one, whether you're that returning citizen or that coaching client, or you're looking for changes in your organizational culture, feel free to reach out to me. We can make that happen via email at richard at secondchancecoaching.com or via Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Remember, today, this day, you've been blessed to see that next day. You've been blessed with your second chance, and it's definitely up to you to make the best of it. I love you all. Take care, and I look forward to talking to you again next week.